We thank you. We love you, Jesus. For there is no one like you. We give you the praise, honor, and glory. For you are God and God alone. And there is no one like you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. For you are God. And we thank you, Lord. We honor you tonight. For the beauty of holiness. Sanctify our minds and our hearts. Purify us, O oh God. We love you. We glorify your name, God. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Continue to lead and guide us, O oh God. Our desires to know all of you. All that we may know you, Lord God. We thank you for all that you're doing, God. Lead and guide us tonight. Direct us, O oh God. Open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear. Help our hearts interpret your will and your call. We thank you for all that you're doing, God. Continue to work in us, O oh God, that we may walk by your spirit and submit to your word. We thank you for all that you are and all that you're doing. In the mighty name of Jesus. And if you love him, can you say amen? Amen, amen. Well, we're going to jump right in tonight and we thank God for you guys for you ladies being here I know I had a couple of, of calls this morning I mean a while ago a couple of members had a couple of things going on but I know God is faithful amen tonight we're going to continue in um, our topic in Christ and I want to deal with what I believe the spirit of the Lord is dealing with at this moment. I want to talk about com covenantal confinement. Covenantal confinement. Okay. Um, and I got three strings, two strings working. I couldn't get the other ones, but we're going to work it out. Ah, hallelujah. So I, I want us to understand. Um, I know in the network we've been talking about covenants. Um, I, I believe God is trying to highlight um, what it takes for us to come into covenantal alignment. Okay. You never reach or you never achieve what, where there is not a covenant established. Okay. So everything we've achieved, whether it's a blessing, whether it's um, a salvation, everything that we're, we are uh, achieving from God is an extension of a covenant. OK, so everything that we are and everything that we will do and uh, come into is because a covenant was established or covenants are being established. OK, uh, we're here. Um, God doesn't wipe us out. Because the covenant he had with um, Noah. Okay. He said, I won't destroy the earth like that because of y'all craziness. <laughs> so based on his covenant, we won't be destroyed. 
because of our craziness. So we have extended, there's extensions of covenants that we are partakers of in Christ Jesus. Okay, so in Christ Jesus, those are collaborated or conjoined together in Christ Jesus. Okay, however, although all things are in Christ Jesus, there are certain things that we are not able to uh, uh, attain if we don't come into Christ Jesus in those arenas. Does that make sense? So uh, there are still covenants that we have to come into in divine alignment, okay? Which means God won't sign off on what he is going to establish in your life if he can't entrust you with that, from that framework, okay? So it's like, I can't take you to this level or sign a, a contractual agreement if I can't trust, or we're not there, okay? You're not really in alignment uh, or in trust with me. So I can't allow that to open up for you. Okay. The, the issue with the, 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 the church and the world is we don't understand how God works when it comes to um, growth. Okay. For example, the Bible says, and you will prosper even as your. Okay. So the reality of it is you. Sh I, there should be a fear of the Lord to want to try to go beyond your solical development. Because where I am out of the alignment in my soul, I might be in control. Does that make sense? And so when it comes to God's aligning orders and his covenant, we got to understand that everything we see doesn't mean that it's divinely aligned. We got to make sure that we understand how this thing works. That's why we need to always be trying to walk by the spirit, making sure our souls is not in control. OK, because I, I don't want I don't never want to go beyond my, my solical development. Because I, I'm too afraid to do that. There are times I'll go beyond in my mind is somewhere and I got to check myself. It's not that it's wrong. Is for, for that specific thing, but it might be wrong for me. Because God doesn't work in the way the world works. God doesn't work in the alignment the world works. So God is coming into alignment, which means he want to bless you the way he want to bless you. So if I'm not in alignment in the way he moves, I can miss the moment because I'm still in control and how I want to move to get it done. Does that make sense? So when it comes to the things of God, God is trying to get us aligned with what he is trying to do so we never feel like we have to take the uh, 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 ownership where we're supposed to be just stewards. Manage. Heirs. It does, it, it, you know, we, we co-owners, but he owns it all. Does that make sense? It's kind of like you. you go ahead. Ah, uh, yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't have you, you haven't been tested for authenticity for that level. So that's why a lot of people try to skip the process and do it another way. It's not now. This is where we don't understand. You can do it that way, but know your soul ain't gonna prosper. He said, "You you rather gain the whole world and lose your 
So this is what we don't understand. Right. But even if you go gain the capacity, you you coming out of divine alignment. Spiritually. In God's in God's arena. Because we can learn the principles. The principles can get you there. For example, the rich young ruler, and we'll get to the scriptures. God, I did all the laws. So the laws can make you rich. <laughs> Correct. And that's the danger of, of, of gaining his hand without him. Does that make sense? Gaining his. This is why when it comes to covenant, I'm always I, it's not that I don't want us to learn this stuff. But when I see people trying to gain the knowledge of it outside of the edification of who he really is, I'm saying I just slow down a little bit because sometimes we want to get the covenant to get what we can get. Not knowing by default, you get what I have because I'm the father. Does that make sense? It's like you're trying to chain a child that because I'm the father and I love you, by default, you're going to be an heir of this stuff. So it's not necessarily I'm just wanting you to learn this stuff so you can just get it. I want you to understand the heart of the family. I want you to understand the heart of the line, the, the line of the family. This is we, we're heirs. Together, we're joined. We're joined in love. We're joined in a communion. It's not just get and give and get and take. Does it make sense? So many people are searching God's hand and trying to come into those things. But if you're not careful in edification of love and care and comfort, okay, and, and the principles that govern your heart, uh, you can misalign what God is trying to do on the way to where you're trying to go. Does that make sense? So the, the, the problem with the rich young ruler is, guess what? God said, listen, give all you had and follow me. It wasn't about the stuff. It was about where his heart was seated. Does that make sense? God, it wasn't about the stuff. God never, it wasn't about it. He said, you can sell all you have and, and come follow me. It was about the heart issue. And so when it comes, and I'm, I'm just laying that as far as understanding covenants. As, so when it comes to covenant, God is not trying to sign a contract where your heart is not in, initiated. Does that make sense? He's, he's not trying to sign where your heart is not aligned. Where, where uh, um, God likes to check. Ah, I'm looking for the word here. God likes to check not authenticity, but he likes to check your reasoning behind why you're trying to do what you're doing, your motive. If the church understood this, we would get our heart right quickly. With all God does, he loves to check your motive. What is your motive behind what you're trying to do? Does that make sense? This is even with our ideas. I know the world teaches us one way and the church done stole that identity pattern of development and the reality of it is you got to check your motive it's not just getting there this is why getting there has corrupted so many people 
because it's so new to them that if they don't have the capacity of their soul, they're going to be manipulated because their soul couldn't handle it. All your soul, what it means that your soul can't handle it is you start becoming controlled. Does that make sense? I know my soul can't handle it when I'm starting to be in control. So when I'm, it becomes correct. Because it, now it becomes the control mechanism to why I'm doing and what I'm doing. Now you're doing stuff you wasn't doing before. Now you, you're going over God's head. You're going faster than you feel like you got to do this and that and that. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Right. Correct. See, sometime I can step out there and God established it. Okay. And if I'm not careful and hold to how I got there, I start walking in my own way. And if I go in my own way so long to try to keep, because see, God was keeping me by the word. But now I'm trying to keep it in my own way. So now, because now I'm losing the principles, I'm losing the spirit realm that I held to even get the space and the place. Now I'm trying to do it my way. And now after so long, I'm not seeing movement. I'm, now I'm getting more in my way. And, and if I get so far in that, it's not that I can't get more, but I'm, I'm working now. Okay. So that acceleration, if I get a little more, it might not be an acceleration from God because that was out of my works now. It wasn't out of the spirit realm that helped me from the first step that I took. Does that make sense? And, and so this is why God didn't want Israel to run in the promised land that quick. It was for them. But he had to prepare the soul because they couldn't handle it. It's not that he don't want you to have. You can't handle that level of what he's trying to bring to you. And this is where he's trying to protect, prepare us covenantally and, and this is a lot of times why we are not able to access certain things and we feel like we are trying to have to work because we are not aligning with God in the way he wants us to align does that make sense and then you got to be tested for authenticity <laughs> Yes. 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 And this is why we're growing into Christ Jesus. So by default, I can't grow into a greater covenant without growing in Christ Jesus. So because I'm growing in him, I'm growing into you, you get. So so by default, I'm, uh, the more I understand him, the more I'm held accountable to him. <laughs> see, see you, you see what covenant is doing right now? The more I know about him, the more I'm held. I'm held liable for what I know. You understand? So covenants come by default in reality when I come into revelation of who he is. Does it make sense? 
Because now we're connected. We're signed. The danger is you're trying to walk where you're not connected. I'm not here to teach this tonight. This is why God gave David a pass and not Saul. <laughs> uh, I'm going to teach this another time. This is why one man messed up one time and he was cut. And the other one, he messed up multiple times and God gave him a prize. Because one had a covenant and the other one didn't. Which means if you're trying to walk outside of it, you... All right. Exactly. Ah. 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 So many are called, but few are chosen. Which means just because you're called, you got to be careful how you're walking. Because it doesn't mean that everybody is covenantally. All right. <laughs> Amen. Doesn't that make sense? So God is trying to get us where we're situated covenantally. Okay. Um, and, and when you're bonded like that, it's not. Listen, God wants to bless us. God is trying to get something to us. But the problem is, is we have to learn like uh, uh, how to with. Uh, uh, um, how to stand in every arena of our life and learn who he is. And I always say this, we, we seem like believers feel like God is fighting against the devil. No, God has already overcome the world. God has already won the battle. It's us trying to learn to learn about him to get to what he's already done. Does it make sense? Uh-huh. Amen. Mm. Not one mm. person Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and I understand you tell us the lower level because you're on hill, but you don't understand. Yeah. That you have that power and the authority uh -huh. to speak it. Mm hmm. And to speak as God because yeah. we are God. He did find it an offense for us. Mm hmm. So not one person. are build up and this is where the build up spiritually has to come um, we have to be built up spiritually there's a knowing in God how do we know we say there's a knowing 
We don't know how we know, but we just know. Because that knowing. That's how it is when we come into greater levels and capacities of the spirit. Where there is no, your spirit, when, your spirit get overrided out of asking into declaring. Which means there's a buildup in the spirit where you, you can discern the overflow. So you don't even feel to ask anymore. You, you, become that, you become the force multiplier that brings the... So the problem is, is our commitment. Our co covenantal commitment. Now there is, there is a, a personal um, covenant commitment that we have with God okay there are certain things hey you know don't violate that you that, that's you that's for you that's your personal walk but there there's also access growth in the spirit that God is trying to get us to to access those realms that will open for us but we have to be willing where he's able and and I have to be able to allow my flesh to die where he's able. Does that make sense? God is able. But I'm not always willing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Does that make sense? All right. Amen. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit. Of, and I, I want to deal with identifying the, really identifying the enemies of divine alignment. Okay. Really identifying the enemies of divine covenant, okay? And what's breaking that away, breaking us away from staying and holding that line together, all right? Hebrews 5.12. Um, somebody read that for me. Hebrews 5.12 through 14. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. So now I want you to understand something, all right? For by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you, again, the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food, okay? For everyone who partakes only of milk, is unskilled in the word of what? Okay, so if you need milk, you're unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe. Now, I want y'all to understand this, and I don't think people really break this down properly. What Paul is saying, listen, the fact, and, 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 and I want y'all to hear me, because really our culture of church is not made for the sake of developing Christians. You say, what do you mean by that? 
most of the messages we get is getting us back to salvation. But salvation messages shouldn't be for Christians. Christians need developing spiritual messages. But most of the stuff is getting you back to faith towards God. <laughs> you catch one? So he's interpreting really. He's saying you're unskilled in the word, the milk. The milk of the word is really the basics of the word. That's the original intent. That's the foundation, salvation. By faith, we'll save. Believe God, get saved. You're going to go. You're going to, those are the foundation to a message. He said, listen, you should be teaching. You can't teach. You're unskilled in the language of righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is growing in the things of God that's not of us. Okay? The right standing of God. The right standing of God is accordance, in accordance to your revelation of what you come into knowledge, the knowledge of God. Does that make sense? So he's saying you're not growing in understanding the depths of God. Because, see, if you obey, when you start to go a little deeper, if you're not careful, you'll go back into your own. That, that's why kind of you got to be worked out of sin and worked out of some stuff. Why? You're still in your own righteousness. Does that make sense? You're still trying to work it out in your own salvation. You get caught up in those ties of working yourself. So he, th those are for babies. But when you matured and you, as a Christian, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to go down that road anymore. I, I know that I don't need to be what my flesh is and what's not. I know when I'm working and when I'm not. So what he's saying is you need, again, the principle of the oracle of God and you have need of milk and not solid food for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled. Which means you only know the message of salvation. <laughs> That's why you become a critic when it's too hard for you to understand a person who you don't think wants your salvation. Uh, does that make sense? That's why we got religious critics. Because they're unskilled in the word of righteousness. So they only know one message, get saved. But get saved can go in depth. According in accordance to who you're dealing with. Ah, <laughs> does that make sense now? That's what he's meaning. Get saved can mean a lot of things, but I have to identify your doors before I can know what you need to see him in that uh, arena. So I have to be skilled in righteousness, not thinking that I'm violating something and put you in a law that you can't even interpret his love yet. So when I'm unskilled in those things, I use tools that are baby tools. Hell. You understand? It's always just, it's, it's one dimensional. Brimstone. It's one dimensional. Why? I'm unskilled. I, I don't know the language of developing souls. I don't know the language of really dissecting how... How and what doors are open and, and how to get you off of drugs, how to break you out of addiction. I don't have that type of stuff. All I'm telling you wrong and you need to get saved. You need to go read your Bible. You need to go. You, you, that's that's what he said. You're a baby. You're unskilled in the word of righteousness. Ah, I can do a whole message. It's on this. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. 
And look as we say, because you don't understand the first principles of the oracles of God. You don't understand the first principles of the what? Okay, so what is he talking about the oracles of God? See, the Bible says that one of the basic principles is faith towards God. But the Bible says we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, which means you obey when you don't realize you live off a preceded word. <laughs> oh, oh, hallelujah. Let, 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 let's, let's do it. Uh, uh, we're going to get here. Uh, we're going to get through this. Let, let me help y'all understand why. Okay. Let me help you understand why. All right. The Bible says, and I don't have this in my notes. This is in some other notes. The Bible says that we walk by the spirit. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us into how much? All truth. He leads and guides us into all truth. So we're led by the what? Spirit. Now, the Bible also says that the Holy Spirit, watch this, he does not say what he wants to say. He does not say anything under his own authority. The Spirit will lead you based on what he... Oh, so who is he, who is he hearing from? Oh, so... All right, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. So who is he hearing from? So the progressive word is actually, the Holy Spirit is the mediator to the word of God. So if I'm not walking by the spirit, I don't know the progressive word. So if I'm living by the letter, I don't know the progressive word. Because the Holy Spirit, he said, I don't speak on my own authority. I speak based on what I, well, what do you mean what you hear? Didn't God finish it? Yeah, but he's still talking. I know it's two of us. I, I'm, you know, I might turn the camera off. Are y'all catching this? So, because he's not speaking on his own accord, he's still progressively speaking. I only speak what I hear. So he's a mediator to what God is saying in the now to me, to my next step. That's why you can't live by bread alone. Because the Holy Spirit is wisdom, is knowledge, is understanding in the word of truth to where you're divinely aligned. So this is why when you don't make prayer priority and keeping the mind of God priority, how will you know where to go? How will you know what's priority? How will you know what, what you need to be doing at the moment? Be anxious for nothing. But in everything with prayer and supplication towards God. All right. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. 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 Right. Yes. Yeah. To himself, by himself, for himself. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, you catching it? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is why the Holy Spirit is so important. And we. this is why we must learn how to live by the Spirit. Does that make sense? At least you fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk by the spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of the. So what is fulfilling the lust of the flesh? Anything that's not of the spirit. 
Uh, okay. So I, no, listen. I can. We. I, I. I had a whole bunch of notes. We just still on the first stretch. <laughs> Time almost done. <laughs> Glory to God. I, you know, Lord Jesus, help us. All right. We'll be all right. We we we'll get the rest later. So now, look what he's saying. For everyone who partakes only in milk is what unskilled in the word of righteousness in the word of righteousness for he is a babe which means we got to go beyond the babe level what he's saying is you don't understand that this thing is by the spirit it's not by just you grabbing on to something that you learn it's not just you being one dimensional in what you think something is you got to discern by the spirit who you're talking to and where they are does it make sense so you got to keep the mind of the spirit to go to be able to navigate with the spirit. Does that make sense? But solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern. To do what? Which means your discernment have to grow up. To, which means you have to have cultivated discernment. But you don't have cultivated discernment outside of learning, being skilled in righteousness. You only can cultivate discernment by being skilled in righteousness. Which means you don't have a discernment where you're not skilled in the right standing of God. Does that make sense? Discern both good and evil. Okay. So. He is correlating being a babe as needing teaching again of the first principle of the order of God and submission to the spirit by holding faith towards God. OK, unskilled in the word of righteousness, um, Romans. And I'm going to run through here just for a second. Romans 1 16 tells us in 17 for um, for in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith in the what? Oh, so you got to grow in the right standing. The righteous, who is righteous? God, listen to me. It's our righteousness is filthy, filthy rags. So the more I understand who God is, the more I understand his righteousness. The more I understand his goodness, I understand the cost and the price that he paid. That's what he means, his righteousness. He, he is the right standard. He, he is the standard. He paid for it already. So it's right, his righteousness. Mine can't pay for anything. Does that make sense? So understanding and growing up in the love of God, in the knowledge of God, it, it exposes the righteousness of God. It's revealed from faith to faith, which means you should never be stagnant. You should always be going from faith to faith. Why? There are always new things to know about God. To know about his righteousness. To know, to be revealed in his righteousness. His, and when you are revealed to know who he is, watch this. You can come into the right standing. Why? Because you're not paying anymore. He's paying. So now you, you can come into alignment and how you how he tests you to see if he's paying or you paying is through the test. <laughs> and when you tested the authenticity, he's going to see if you're leaning on him or you're leaning on you. <laughs> Does that make sense? So if I'm still leaning on me, that means I'm still I, I still haven't had a revelation of his righteousness. I'm still in my own righteousness. Does that make sense? 
Now, verse 18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven, ungodliness and unrighteousness, all uh, unrighteous men. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Now, I'm, I'm going to just stay real quick. God is after unrighteousness. God is after disobedience. Which means our disobedience disciplines us. But when we are Christians, he doesn't look at it as sin like he looks at the world because they, they are bound in that. He looks at it towards us where we need to learn to self-correct and say, hey, I need more of God in my mess up. Because I'm in my righteousness, not his. Does that make sense? That makes you skilled in the word of. Because now you're not making it about what you can do, you're making it about what he's done. Does that make sense? That's why you know people are unskilled when they're one-dimensional in trying to lead somebody to Christ and make it hard for people. It's like a stumbling block. They're always telling what people are not doing rather than what he's done. That's called being unskilled. Because it's not about what you can do. Listen, this is a, a very, very important topic that people need to understand. You cannot force people to see God. You cannot force them to obedience. They have to see God and by conviction, they'll come into a line. And then you, as they see him more, you walk with them through what they see. Does that make sense? You cannot make them do something. That's why control, controlling people, it's not helping them to see him. Because nobody's going to heaven because they were scared of God. That's not what your Bible says. The Bible says you, you come in because you learn to love God. Which means I need to learn to come into love of him and, 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 and turn away by the love of God. Okay. Uh, Romans 8, 6, real quick. Romans 6, 19. I'll just show you this real quick. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as presented as your members slave to uncleanness. And of lawlessness leading to more lawlessness and now present your uh, excuse me to now present your members as slave of righteousness for holiness or righteousness leading to holiness. What he's saying is righteousness will lead you to holiness. I'm setting a principle real quick because people say I'm holy. I'm holy. Nah, you can't be holy if you don't understand righteousness. Righteousness lead you into holiness. Because without righteousness, you don't allow God to transform you. Be ye holy because I am holy. You don't allow him to make you holy if you don't understand his righteousness. God develops you as holy as you come into the learning and understanding and interpretation of his righteousness. Because I can't be holy when I'm still working. Because I'm in my righteousness. Does that make sense? So the only way holiness can really, I can come into the confinement of holiness is the more I understand that he's righteous. And when I go through the authenticity test of knowing his righteousness and hold to it, now I come into the holiness of God. And remember, be ye holy, for without holiness no man will see the Lord. The Bible says, looking carefully, least any root of bitterness springing up cause defilement and you can lose grace. 
Ah. I know I'm going fast. Uh, you're catching what I'm saying. So righteousness, holiness, the fruit of righteousness is holiness. Okay? The fruit of righteousness is holiness, which means when I come into righteousness, by default, and really hold righteousness, I, by default, God will, I will allow God to make me holy. Holiness is when I come into the character of it, of, of the thing. Okay? Holiness is the anoma. That I come into the character of it. Okay? I come into the character of it. So the adversary doesn't read always just your righteousness. He reads your holiness. Because holiness proves your characteristic of it. Be ye holy for I am holy, God is saying. Okay? Any questions on that? Or comments? So the device you cannot discern is the device you may become deceived by. Okay? He said, th 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 those of full age and solid food belongs to those who are what? By have who by reason of use, which means they've been learned to use. They've been practicing the, walking by the Spirit to discern. Okay? They've been using and walking in those realms of the Spirit. By reason of use. Have their senses exercised, which means you got to exercise. You know, people want to try to go deep in the Spirit realm, but you got to exercise the realm of the Spirit. Test yourself. Yeah, test yourself. Right, right, right. How do I know God works in this room? Because I've been testing this beer. Exactly. Absolutely. Actually, some of the things that we teach and, and you're going to teach is by experience. I just hadn't had the language of how I'm doing it. But because I've exercised it, I understand, oh, this is how that works. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean you always have the language of it, but because I've been exercising it. When I pray, God, this is how I see this. I can feel this. I can interpret this. I see this. I know. And, and then the fruit of it comes after. I, I tested my prophecy. I feel God is saying, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm training my spirit. You understand what I'm saying? I'm getting familiar with the realm of the spirit. See, the problem is we're not familiar on our day-to-day -day basis, and then we try to jump in there. <laughs> and we're like, well, you know, I don't know what God, but listen, if you learn to train yourself and walk with the Spirit, this is why you need to keep the mind of the Christ. God will teach you and walk you through how he sees, okay? Because the realm of the Spirit is different from the realm of the flesh, okay? Because you, your eyes will open to see more than you can, you can see. And when your eyes open more than when you can see, now God will train you how to be a good steward of what you see and knowing how to give what he tells you to give and how to give and when to give and, and how that whole thing works. Does that make sense? So, so we have to learn and get our senses exercised so we can discern what's both good and evil. Which means, watch this, Babies can't discern. 
They can't discern depths of what really evil is. This is what he's saying. Ah. 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 So you really don't understand on these levels what good and evil is. You see how 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 dangerous this can be, because we 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 have approved people who who talk scripturally and who've been in church and who have mics and who have titles and we approve that stuff and they're not tested to to see if they're skilled in their discernment. You get what I'm saying? And that becomes a danger to everyone that's listening and everyone around them because they're not skilled either. So they don't know what's good and what's right and what's wrong. Okay, and so this is why it's very important. You say, no, you can't discern what's good and evil. You don't know. This is why the church is split today. People don't know what's good and evil. They're unskilled. So they can say and they quote scripture, all kinds of stuff, but they are unskilled. In what? In the word of righteousness, which means without coming into righteousness, they can't come into holiness. So the same people that's talking this, 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 they're probably behind the scenes doing the same thing. Okay? And, and uh, most of our testimonies from old churches, and I'm not talking about churches, but from our old churches and stuff, all that mess and stuff, that's where that stuff comes from. Mess is not supposed to be a part of churches. You understand what I'm saying? All that stuff carrying on, that stuff is not supposed to be a part of churches. That proves that that's unskilled territory. That is unskilled what? Territory. That stuff shall not linger. It should never linger on in churches. You're talking about a house of unity, a house of God. The reason why it can is there's justification in something. And a lot of times it's from the head down. Does that make sense? So that, that's an unskilled territory. And, and people have to be careful because we justify in those things and we don't understand it could be roots of witchcraft working from the flesh. I got to get to this one before we get out of here. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I, let, let's interpret the foul discernment. OK, I, I want to help us to interpret the foul discernment. Interpreting the foul discernment. Now, I want you to understand something. There is a control of the spirit or witchcraft or sorcery of the spirit, but there's also one of the flesh. And, and we're talking about coming into divine covenant and, and holding our covenant with God. But how many of you know if you're still in covenant with other attachments, how in the world, if, I, if those attachments don't break, how in the world I'm going to transition to God? So I'm trying to give us a language to what could be the attachments. Does that make sense? This is why religion is very dangerous, unfiltered through the spirit of God. Okay. And so let me show you something. All right. Because I don't think we understand. We, you know, we call everything spiritual, but we don't understand the strength of the flesh too. Okay, we don't understand the strength of the flesh. Okay, um, Galatians five nineteen. Somebody read the uh, verse nineteen through twenty for me. Uh huh. 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 Uh hu
Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. Stop right there, real quick. Now, these are the what? The works of the what? So these are not the works of the spirit. So, witchcraft can be a work of the flesh and of the work of the spirit. The easiest one to cast out is the one of the spirit. Because witchcraft of the, of the flesh, you can't cast it out. That's one of the hardest ones to break. You know why? It's not of the spirit. It's of the what? Ah. Ah. See, this is why we have to understand how strong the flesh can be. Now, he's saying these are the works of the flesh. Witchcraft. In, and I, I, put, I highlight witchcraft because a lot of these is a part of witchcraft. A lot of these conjoin into witchcraft, strife, sedition, wrath, heresies, okay, lies, all this stuff. He says it's a work of the flesh, okay, envy, murders, drunkenness, reviling, and such like, okay. So, and then he's, I'm going I'm to hurry up here, and he said these will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we got to understand that this is a work of the flesh. Why am I talking about that? Because sometimes control can be so strong in the flesh. It wasn't even a spiritual thing. It's, it's control in the flesh. Culturally controlled. Religiously controlled. Okay? Doctrinally controlled. These are works of the... So, <clears throat> if we're not discerning what's of the spirit and what's of the flesh... It's going to be hard to come into come into alignment with God because I'm still working a work of the flesh, thinking it's of of, of something of, of use. Okay. And then he says, verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is what? Joy, peace. Against us, there is no law. So why are we not testing which one we, we're work, working from? Why is a baby not saying uh, that wasn't love, that wasn't long-suffering? Why, why are they not testing what they're doing? Rather, justifying with, with, with witchcraft of the flesh. Because they're a babe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Come on. So the danger could be something as dangerous as witchcraft when a babe is trying to navigate higher levels without submission to the spirit. Ah, this is why this is why the church have to understand where we're seated and where we're sit situated. OK, this is why the Bible never wanted us. God never wanted us. To even uh, be so sold into a man where we don't understand is Christ first that correlates into our submission to men. This is why. You know what I shared with somebody uh, the, the, uh, a while back ago? And I want you to hear me. And we were talking about political things. And every time we talked, I kept hearing them say, your apostle, your apostle, your apostle. And I shared with them. I said, you know what? The Bible says all are yours. 
So what's mine supposed to be yours also? So we'll be judging each other based on what you think your apostle say, my apostle, your pastor. Because when it comes to submission or authority, uh, 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 submission alignment, okay, I don't only submit to my own doctrine. I submit to the uh, my apostle doctrine. I submit, so I get my doctrine checked. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, when I'm talking about things, I'm also talking about what you're submitted to. So if I'm saying, hey, what you're saying is it hasn't been checked. Because according to the body of Christ, which all of ours, who is the Bible? So who is Cephas? Who is Paul? Who is Apostle? They're workers of God. Why, why, are you, why are you just pushing them in? I know my pastor. I know my pastor. Why are you bragging about them? They're workers of me. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't mean don't honor, but it's God first. And through my submission to God is my submission to God's voices that he called us to submit to. Does that make sense? But what I'm saying is all are yours, the Bible says, whether Cephas, whether Apollos, whether Paul, which means that's not only your apostle. There, there's other apostles in the body of Christ. That is mine. There are also prophets that are according to the revelational context of where they are. So I'm saying that to say for people to try to gain sides in the body of Christ already show they're unskilled in the word of righteousness. Because I'm not sharing from you based on my apostle because now you're picking sides. I'm saying according to the word of God. Now this is different. According to the word of God, which one sounds the most of which one is aligned? Which one is aligned the best? Okay. Does that make sense? Who, who should you follow the best? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So I'm not telling you to follow my apostle because he's my apostle. I'm telling you to follow a apostle because he's of Christ. And if your apostle don't have what. But if you want to play the, the, the team game. You get what I'm saying? This is mine. This is yours. See, this is where the body of Christ is losing because we're, we're picking sides. And all are yours. Now, that doesn't mean, now let me set the context here. It doesn't mean that God won't make you or, or sometimes tell you, hey, because of the affection of others, of, based on where I'm trying to build you, I need you to stick with this one. I need you to submit here. I need you to hold to this. I don't want you to listen in every win the way of the doctrine. That doesn't mean that God won't set those lines. But what I'm saying based on the rule of testing, okay, I love my apostle. You know what? One of the biggest reasons why? Because nobody's doctrine outweigh what he's already established according to Christ Jesus. Does that make sense? Are there other men of God that do it? I'm sure. Now, it's hard to find. <laughs> but what I'm saying when it comes to another one, for you to try to lead me somewhere, I got to make sure you, I'm checking with the doctrine according to the word of God and its alignment. I'm not going to just stick with a man because he just called himself such, such. Does that make sense? So we have to be divinely aligned and have an ear to hear the word of God. And that doesn't mean that, um, you know, people going to do that, going to shift. And, you know, until I heard this one, I, I thought this was right. But when God comes to check you based on the word, what are you doing? Are you justifying or are you submitting to that word according to his men of God?
Does it make sense? Amen. Questions or comments on, on, on any of that? Mm -hmm. Good question. Good question. Number one, you can test by the fruits of the spirit. Everybody has the fruits of the spirit when you come into salvation. So even if I'm unskilled in the word of, and greater de development, I know it by way of love. And that's the first test. And many can't even get that right. Which means I know you're not handling me right when I feel I'm not saying that if you're addressing me in a certain way. But when I, I when you really walk by the spirit, no matter if you obeyed, you know when something is right and wrong. Your spirit will tell you because it's not you. Remember. Even if you don't have the language of it, even if you don't have an interpretation of it, you can just you can sense there is something wrong. Does that make sense? Now I, that and there are lines to that, you know, I'm not. I'm, so somebody who is skilled know how to handle you in the way because they know where you are. OK, they know where you are, so they're not going to handle you in such a grievous way. Knowing that you're growing in those arenas, does that make sense? So even if you don't know all the doctrine of this, this, this by the spirit, because remember, the spirit in you know all things. So even not knowing you, you there, there, there should be a knower. That same knower will let you know this is something wrong with this. Okay, that knower, that same knower that you know what's right, because you can you can perceive what's right. You understand? Because you, the Bible says you need no man to teach you. The Holy Spirit in you will teach you all things. It doesn't mean that you don't need a teacher. What he's saying is when you hear the word, it's actually you come in agreement. So without it. Now that you hear it, it opens you to that realm. Okay. But you have all of you have the Holy Spirit. The spirit is already God. Who knows all things. But you have to be trained in knowing the, the, the knowing of all things. Okay. So if you can know what is right when you hear it. And perceive. You should perceive what is wrong least unless. You have been defiled already. Okay. Unless there is a defilement within you already. Okay. Um, but when you really have a heart, even as a babe, and really have a heart to seek God and which you should, because in the beginning, God does, he pours out all kind of love on you. You, you all, you all do stuff. But so you can discern what is right and what's wrong. Okay. I know when I was a babe. I went to a, a young adult party and, uh, you know, it's supposed to be from church. They watching all kind of stuff. My spirit wasn't I didn't know all everything, but my spirit was like, oh, I thought we were saved. I know this ain't right. And this supposed to be a young adult Christian party. They playing music. I, was, I know this ain't right. Who told me it wasn't right? My spirit told me. 
this don't feel right. And, I, I, and then you can feel the spirit. Don't watch this. Don't quench the. Ah, so you should know what's going on based on the if it's backing up from you. Uh, is the spirit. Do you feel your spirit being quenched? Does that make sense? This is why you got to protect yourself a lot of times. Make sure that things are not quenching your spirit. Because if he's quenched, now you got to you 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 got to identify what is that that caused the quenching and reestablish the leading to continue in that continuation ongoing. Amen. Great 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 question and comments. Uh, man, I, I have so much left, but I, I know we got to get out of here. So unskilled babes try to manipulate someone to serve their will, not his. Which is, yes, it's a form of witchcraft. When somebody's manipulating and using, uh, this is why even personality traits, you got to be careful. Ah, you, you, you got to be careful because sometimes my personality can be so strong that it makes people move certain ways. That strong personality, strong will, and you get that a lot in church. In fact, that, that's another conversation I need with our leaders because as we deal with more people and as we deal with more things, people have strong person. So there can be they, they don't realize they're doing it, but they're taking the strong arm in everything. They don't realize that it's something in them wanting to be seen. They're, they, they're using their personality to get their way. So they're being a force multiplier in whatever the movement is going on in the building. And if you can't discern that, you're going to be controlled every time. The moment is going to be taken every time. You understand what I'm saying? And you got to discern that in all things and a lot of things. Okay. Even when you're doing ministry, as you grow in ministry, there are times that you can be doing something or talking to someone and somebody's talking, 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 and they're not even hearing you. They're not listening. They're talking and they're using their personality. They're using their voice. They're using all of that stuff. And they're, or they're, or they're using that to, they're not listening. They don't even see you talking to somebody else, but they're using their personality to, to be in the front forefront. So you got to watch all this stuff because those are levels of control. Okay. Ah, let me go through here. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to skip down, skip down. This is why even Galatians, he said, listen, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should obey the truth, should not obey the truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you and uh, among you as crucified. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the? Now, why is he saying that? What did we just talk about? Being skilled in what? Righteousness, which means he's saying is now you're trying to work the law. That's not according to the spirit, which is in the righteousness of God. So now who has bewitched you? Watch this. So the bewitchment made you start working the law. So you started in the spirit. 
But now the bewitchment either of the flesh or the spirit has now started making you work the law. That's what he's saying. Who has bewitched you to now you're starting to, now you think you can be perfected by the law. Did you receive this by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? By the what? Okay, so how do you hear faith? By the what? And who told the spirit to tell you that was it? <laughs> ah, are y'all catching this? Who told you? That? See, this is the progressive word. Ah, thank you, Lord God. Mm. All you so foolish have begun in the spirit. Now you've been made perfect by the flesh. So this is, it's all, you see the correlation. You see what he's saying? This is the problem. We, we are stopped walking by the spirit and we're starting to condition ourselves by the flesh. Even if we have named Christian, even we're doing it by the flesh. You understand what I'm saying? That's how we can walk from churches who are unskilled. And it's, we're not dealing and talking about churches, but I'm just saying that's how our testimony and all that church hurt. And it was mess here and all that. That's all that stuff come from unskilled. Because there ain't no way that stuff can be manifesting like that on that depth. If somebody was walking by the spirit correctly. Does that make sense? Who has bewitched you? So witchcraft of the flesh. All right, let me give you a couple of things here. The bewitchment of the flesh. All right. Bewitched to charm, to put under spiritual influence, bring evil, a uh, evil on a person. OK. Religious uh, legalism. Activity to please God that have not been uh, put, uh, but um, you say you have a form of godliness, but they deny the what? Power. What did the power come to do? To change you. So you've come under legalism now rather, and, rather than coming into the knowledge of the truth based on the spirit of God. Does that make sense? A couple of works of the flesh. Witchcraft of the flesh. Okay. Um. The Bible says witchcraft is, is connected to adultery, hatred, selfish agendas, warned against uh, the Holy Spirit is contrary to him. OK. Rebellion is as witchcraft. The Bible says the rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. OK. Rebellion, to be bitter, to resist, to rebel. Underneath witchcraft root. This is why it's very dangerous and many people go in here wrong and because they're in divine, they're in rebellion because of somebody else's rebellion. That's why you never want to be in the rebellion of somebody else's rebellion. You rebel because they, 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 they rebel, so I can rebel. Ah, you better be careful with that. Because if you continue down that line, what starts to happen is you start trying to manipulate the word for what you, you, you like. Does that make sense? You start to manipulate and condition the word bitly outside of the confines of the spirit. That's why the Bible said the word without the spirit is dangerous. Okay. The letter kill it. The letter, the letter, that letter is dangerous outside of the realm of the spirit. That's what he's saying. That thing cut people and it cut people wrong. You using the wrong you, you keep using that thing. You, let me ask you something. 
somebody being nasty, it's what's this? Nasty means you're putting it in the wrong context. So, for example, uh, I don't want to use that if we don't lie. <laughs> if somebody say, "Listen, you are you are you are um, you are drunk, and you need to stop. God don't like that. You need to quit it." Now, are they right? Yeah. Does God like it? No. But because they wasn't submitted to the spirit and what they said, they used it wrong. So it was sharp, but it was it, it cut the person wrong. Does that make sense? And many believers are doing it on a day to day basis and it's dangerous and they don't know it. You're letting the word kill it. You're letter killing. You're, you're, you're killing people with it. And you're putting them under hardship of it. You're putting them under bondage of it. You're making, watch this, you're making it a, 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 a stumbling block. Uh, you see, you see why people are kind of afraid of God? Because we made them a stumbling, we put them under a, a bewitchment of a stumbling block. Yeah. Because it's not according to your will. Does that make sense? Uh, I think this needs its own class. <laughs> you see why I need more than an hour? We're already out of time. I feel like I'm always out of time. I just notes and notes and notes. I'm, I just I get two things out and that's it. <laughs> All right, let me rush through here. Rebellion is of witchcraft. Religion can be a form of, of witchcraft. Okay, that was he was talking to Galatians. There was dealing with religious legalism. Okay, they went from the spirit. Now they're in legalism. All right. Um, religion. Uh, religion tries to please God without the form and the power. Okay. Yes. OK, so I, I'm, I'm going to close it here. Um, so how to deal with witchcraft in, in relationships? OK. Number one, you got to identify it. And I really wasn't trying to talk about this today. I, I'm really trying to go down another road. But I, I, I think this is this 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 is what we're, where we at. All right. How, how do we dismantle that? All right. Because witchcraft in relation is the door to demonic. All right. And you got to confront it. But this is the thing. Which a, a form of sorcery or witchcraft, a control can be anything. It can be from your past. It can be things in you that you don't realize that you're working out of. This is why you got to continue to walk with God. And the Bible says that there are depths to God. This is why you got to walk by the spirit. The spirit will lead and guide you into the depths of God. Okay. The spirit will lead and guide you into the what? The depths of God, which means we don't always know the depths of what's a, a control to us. So sometime I'll meet that control and, if, and I got to, because remember, sometimes it's subconsciously aligned with me. But when I'm walking by the spirit, I got to discern and say, oh, where did, where did, where did that, that thought come? 
why did I, where did that come from? Where, where did that religious bent come from? Okay. Because God will start highlighting to you, hey, that's, a, that's, a, that's something that wasn't from my, my spirit. That's something you learned that wasn't submitted. That's something somebody told you that wasn't, you never checked on that. Okay. And these are the things that we got to deal with. We got to deal with with our relationships. Okay, why are they? Ah, let's go to another step. Why are they acting that way towards me? What form of control could I put on them to make them feel like I was in the control rather than him being in control? Okay. And what others put on you? Okay. Why am I? Why am I trying to do it this way? Why am I trying to, you know what I'm saying? Some people do careers or whatever just because somebody told them. Well, I remember my mama said, my daddy said, and there's nothing wrong with that if, if, if it's according to the word of God. Doesn't make sense. But if you're doing it out of the mere fact that somebody said you need to do this and you need to be that and you, you don't understand that stuff could be twisting and turning you. That's why sometimes culture and all that stuff, your name and all those attachments, you got to you got to discern that stuff and make sure those are not attachments and uh, um, confinements to an altar. <laughs> Why I keep saying to an altar? Because nothing can control you unless it was an altar that spoke it. What do I mean by that? Let, 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 uh, this is what I mean. Because of the person who spoke it. Be, see, by the extension principle, watch this. Raise your children as they should go, which means your children need to listen to you. By extension, watch this, they'll listen to the right and the wrong. But because you are the altar or you are the whatever they say, by default, they take in. So they don't have the capacity to override that because they until they grow up and come into Christ Jesus to understand where that was wrong. So every altar that spoke over you, you're actually living under the confines of that word until you build another altar in the righteousness and holy. You're catching what I'm saying, because until you come into the knowledge of the truth, you can't alter that altar. Until you come into the knowledge of the truth, you cannot alter. The altar. You understand what, what, what that means? The extension principle. You can't alter an altar without the word of God. Because you don't have a force behind that will knock down that word. It's kind of like when you're in, in grade school. Somebody didn't you care about? Say, ooh, you, you this. You, ooh, you're ugly. You this. You understand what I'm saying? Now, somebody that you, they always, you, you don't care about them saying that. But if your best friend said it or somebody that you looked up to said it, now it did a different what effect in you. You know why? Because that, that's that's a form of an altar. So until you come into a greater level of the word of God. And hold that you only can alter an altar when you have an altar. <laughs> this is why generational things are always holding on to people because they can't alter the altar. Right, but they don't realize the flesh can't break the control of the altar. 
it requires another altar. Unless, yes, unless, watch this now, remember, unless you want to go by way of the flesh. <laughs> ah, exactly. Because you can go and extend the, the flesh because you can win the world and lose your soul. But if you're going to go the God way, you got to learn how to alter altars. Which means you come into greater covenants. Okay. Let, let me. Does this make sense? I, I can give you guys. I, I can give you these notes. I, I don't mind giving these notes. But this is why we got to be careful. And I talked about this before. The levels of deception and master manipulators. You got to be careful. Uh, the Bible says for many will walk uh, whom I have told you often and tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross. Anything that alters, watch this, anything that gets you out of walking in the spirit is an enemy of the cross, of your cross, of your cross. We talked about sensing and highlighting, I'm sorry, um, highlighting levels of disobedience. Why are you obedient to God? Are you traditionally obedient? You understand what I'm saying? Are you conditionally obedient? Are you beneficially obedient? Or are you by the spirit obedient? Does that make sense? So you got to even check what is your obedience? Why are you obedient? And you watch this. You know which obedience you were really living from based on how you go through the test. <laughs> I know, watch this. I was, I was conditionally obedient because I didn't go through the test right when God didn't give me, pay my bill the way I thought he, I needed him to pay. So I was conditionally obedient. I was traditionally obedient because I knew I did this and I didn't understand it behind. So I only did it because mama told me it was bad. But behind her face, I can't I can't hold obedience. Are y'all catching this? So we don't even realize the reality of walking because we don't understand real obedience. Real obedience is learning how to walk by the spirit because God spoke. Amen. All right. Uh, are y'all catching this? All right. Last thing. Last thing, and, and, and we'll close. Now, th this is our problem right here. All right. This is our problem right here. Okay. And this is kind of correlates what 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 I am trying to get us to understand. Because if we can learn to be deeply rooted in God's love and who he really is, watch this. You won't have a problem and you won't be trying to run after all the doctrinal things. You will learn how to you'll learn that wisdom comes from God based on your relational context with God. OK. Wisdom comes from God through your relationship with God. So you don't need to try to go seek out all to uh, just be logically inspired. Get knowledge. The Bible says get knowledge and get understanding. The Bible says, listen, but, but you got to study to show yourself approved. Study to show yourself approved. But you got to get that rooted and grounded in his love. Okay? Because once that root and ground is in his love, guess what? Everything you're going to trace back to that.
You shouldn't get off. You know why? That's not the fruits of the spirit. Whether it's you doing it or somebody else doing it, you should discern and not bypass it. The problem with us is whatever we. We don't address certain things within ourselves. Does that make sense? So by default, we don't have the standard. To override it. So let me say it this way. If you compromise a lot of stuff in your life, you want, you're showing that your standard is their standard is broken. So you the compromise lead you to the bit light. OK, because people will test you and comp- and try to make you compromise where you're trying to build a standard. If the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a what standard against him, which means I the adversary knows what your standard is. But wherever you don't really have a standard, he will always try to come in to make you compromise. And that's where the bending starts. That's where the bewitchment starts. Does that make sense? Now watch this. For this reason, I bow on you for the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 3, 14. From whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named, that he will grant you in accordance to his riches in what? Riches of his glory to be strengthening through the might through his spirit in where in your inner man this is what he's saying you need to be strengthening your inner man the riches of his glory is through watch this the the riches of his glory is on the basis of how strengthening your inner man is which means the glory comes through you that's why the Bible says he's giving you revelation and knowledge through the mysteries for your glory. Which means when you come into the knowledge of the truth, the glory of God is expanded and expounded through you. And then you come into the glory of God and your glory because of the influence that comes to you based on the glory that's revelating outside of you based on your inner man. Are y'all catching this? This is why you got to learn to build your what? Inner man. Build the inner man. Watch this. This is how you build it. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through what? Faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love. I can, if we can just hold this, I can post it on the wall. I can, if we can hold and understand this, everything can be rooted from this. Because this is what points to the reality of your inner man being built. Not just your knowledge, because knowledge outside of edification is still missed it. So God is trying to get you rooted and grounded. Watch this. That you may be able to comprehend with all the saints. This is what he wanted us to comprehend. This is how we come in unity. All the same, what is the what? With the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. He just told us it passes, surpasses knowledge. But we always trying to get what? Knowledge. Instead of getting him. Because through him is the knowledge. Are y'all catching this? He is the knowledge. So if you seek knowledge without him, you puffed up. Ah. 
Are y'all catching this? What? Okay, let me finish here. To know the love of Christ, which passes what? Knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of. So this is the fullness of God. Also, oh, how do you become full of full of the full of full of God? Oh, so it was through the love of God. Oh, so how do watch this? So why am I obeyed and not skilled in the word of righteousness? Because I don't understand the depth, the width, the height. He's trying to show you why. You were ugly because you didn't understand God still had mercy on them on these levels. Are y'all catching this? So he's saying this is the real fullness of God. That you can come into the fullness of knowing who I really am. That I really paid the price. This is why we have to learn how to discern our souls. I said this somewhere in counseling and, and, and they had me break it down. You got to discern where your soul is. You know why? Because that's where your cares are. God don't mind you caring. But when you, he said, cast all your cares upon me for God cares. And if the cares of life, watch this, starts to override the spirit. Okay. What happens is when the word comes, it gets choked. That's why the Bible said the word came, the word was preached, but it was choked out by the cares of this life, by the it, it, it fell by the wayside. Y'all, are y'all correlating with me? I'm, 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 no, I'm going through, I'm putting these scriptures together. But what I'm trying to show you is God is trying to get us to a greater level of depth and love. He said that surpasses knowledge. And through that love, watch this, you can interpret and have discernment and learn, and watch this. And when you learn to train your senses as what is me and what is not, You'll have discernment in what is good and evil. You'll be a skilled worker. You know why? Not because of you know the uh, uh, Hebrew uh, and you know the Greek and you know the Torah. No, 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 no. You will know that by way of the inspiration of my spirit. You're going to know that by the what? Inspiration of my spirit. You're going to learn it. You're going to know it. You're going to have the knowledge of it. But you're not going to be only knowledgeable. You're going to know it past knowledge by the inspiration of my spirit because you've learned to walk with me. I'm training you. It's a difference between, and I had a scripture here for you. It's a difference between God training you and man training you. Okay? That's why the Bible says this one is known by God. Many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord. He said, I don't know you. This one is known by God. So to be known by God is to be trained by God. It's to hold and walk the way of God. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. Amen. Give, give, what, up, what are you guys, what are the ladies feeling like God is saying tonight? Or the essential importance of walking by the Spirit. What do you, what do you ladies sense God is saying in this? Yes. Absolutely. No, you're fine. But you're absolutely, and why are you thinking about that? It's very important. You test by the fruits of the Spirit. That, that's the first level of testing, okay? Because this is where a lot of believers get in trouble, though, okay? 
because they interpret somebody who has knowledge on a higher level and they're dealing with something. And because the way they're dealing with it, for example, right now, if I was dealing with someone that were enforcing doctrine and I'm addressing them, but they don't like what I'm saying, it might sound critical or cold. And to the person who's trying to judge by the fruits of the spirit, it might seem like the Christian is doing the wrong thing. But they don't they're not accessing the spirit that that person dealing with on that level. Does that make sense? So this is where now you got to learn to submit to the authority and extension principle and say, hey, trust God in what that man of God is doing. It's not saying that they've been ugly. So, for example, during this time. Many people, you know, you that ain't that ain't love that, you know, uh, for example, or even a homosexual or something. If you're sitting there saying, you know, and you're in love, you're saying it in love, but they don't like what you're saying. But a Christian will look at the fruits of the spirit and say, well, you know, they don't seem like love because they don't like what you're saying. Ah. OK, so now you got to learn how to correlate and grow with what God is doing and what now where you have stepped in in place. Does that make sense? So these are the learning developing tools. But no, absolutely. That, that's the first level. And many believers don't even get that because we still entrust people where they're not even showing the fruit of the spirit. The Bible said they'll know you by your fruit that you bear. Now, why are we not doing fruit inspection? And you keep entrusting in that person and they're showing their fruit. And you keep entrusting in them and they keep showing you their fruit. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? So if you keep doing that, there's somewhere that there may be bewitchment. OK, because you feel like you are, 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 are uh, bound to them or something like that. So we got to discern those things. Amen. Anything else? Whatever you feel God is saying or, or, or something that stood out to you. Yes. I, I think that's pretty much something. Yes. Right, because we've learned to stay in love to pass the test. Yes. Because the test is going to try to beat you knowledgeably. Ah, I'm going to say that again. The, the test is going to try to beat you. Watch this. The test is going to try to beat you with knowledge. That's why the adversary used the word. Didn't the Bible say? That the angels will lift you up. If it bury, what is he using? The knowledge test. But God had the love test. He had the love particle. Does that make sense? We get beat by, we get in justification and beat. I say beat by justification because there's knowledge there. So we throw scriptures at, in, we throw scriptures with justification. Not knowing we just walked out of what God was trying to inspire us into. Does that make sense? So 
this is the biggest problem, though. The depth, the width, the height. That's all working in the righteousness of God. That's all working in you learning how to navigate how God sees. Does that make sense? So. Yes, it can be very dangerous. Yes. And why? And why? And why? Because it's not, watch this, it's not showing people the depth, the width, the height of who he is. The Bible says, we come into repentance by the love of God. The love of God leads men into what? Okay, so if that is true, I can only express to you to the point that I understand that love that leads you to repentance. If I don't understand how to express that level of love, watch this. I only can use the law. And I'm unskilled. Because now I'm mad because you're not listening to me and based on what I said to get you saved. So now my will is in front of God's will. So it points right back to love. Ah. <laughs> God is so good. God is so good. And he's trying to expose to us greater levels and depths of his love. And we keep making it about what it's not. Our, our souls want to make it about what it's not because our souls love to do things in alignment with how the world works, how the systems of the world work. The systems of the world run on grading and testing and uh, uh, judging and, uh, you know, you only good if you do this right, if you do that right. So we are systemized and we try to put that same system in the context of the spiritual realm and it's wrong. This is why you got to cleanse your soul and pray from out of that. Pray your soul out, pray from out of your soul and give your cares to God. And through that, he's going to embrace you. And now you know how to navigate through those cares. God, does, he wants you to care. You got to care. You got to want something. But you got to filter that through his spirit and through who he is so you can do it the proper way. Amen. Hallelujah. Any any last comments, questions, or highlights? Glory to God. You know, I, I'm praying. <laughs> I did skip a lot. Amen. There, there are so many components to us breaking and in and and, and entering, entering into these levels and really study this stuff out. Let God meditate on these areas, arenas. Let God's word really captivate you. The Bible said, uh, um, um, David said, listen, let the words of my mouth and meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Let God's word meditate on his word. And sometimes through meditation, you get the most revelation. You know why? Because your, your hunger, your hunger, your soul is thirsting to know what the spirit is saying. So God will highlight through the spirit what he's what that means. And then it's like, ah, oh. you understand? But if our minds are constantly in, ingrained with our day to day and what the world is doing and how our day went, 
we're never captivating the mind of what God is wanting to do in the moment. We could be missing the moments. We could be missing what God is trying to say. What's important for today? What's important for the moment? What's important for this time? Does it make sense? Because we run into the rat race of what, what we are trying to get accomplished. Rather than becoming accomplished and through becoming accomplished, you already by default gain the accomplishment. Ah, that <laughs> by becoming accomplished, you by default gain the accomplishment. You come into them. Don't you think that if you come into and build that, keep that inner man and grow in God in the way he called you, you cannot hide. That light will not, it, it can't be hidden. The best what the Bible says, the light can't be hidden. It can't. <laughs> Men have to favor you. Men have to bless you. People have to give to you. They don't know why they're doing it. They just have to. So, all right. So, um, we're going to pray. And, and, you know, I'm believing God that we really come into this great truth of those depths and heights of God's love. I believe for, for us to really grow as healthy as we are called to, we're going to have to walk people through these aspects of his love. Okay. And, and but for us to walk them through, we got to walk through ourselves with God and overcome. He said, you have not overcome sin. Uh, to the point of bloodshed. You have not resisted yet, which means God is looking at your level of resistance. What can, what, I will know that you understand righteousness based on what you resist. You have not yet resisted to the point of bloodshed against sin. He will know your level of resistance uh, or your level of understanding right standing or righteousness based on that blood, based on what you resist against. So let's let's be a people of resistance. If you're online, let's be a people of resistance. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, we ask you to continue to captivate us. Draw us by your love, your care, your comfort. Father, forgive us. Cleanse us from known and unknown unrighteousness. Continue to push us forward that we may know you in the power of your might, the fellowship of your suffering. Your cross, God, is a testament that it is finished. So tonight, God, we walk in the strength of your word. And we're going to learn to hold and build the capacity of our inner men. That inner spirit that you have freely given to us. We thank you for the free gift tonight. We cast down every imagination, every flesh that want a glory in your presence. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for continuing to grow us forward. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory tonight. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for moving and continuing to captivate us, God. Thank you for divine protection as we go and as we come. Thank you for covering our families, our children, our marriages, our spouses. Thank you for covering them. Father, you are the author. And we thank you for that blood that keeps and covers. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen.
Thank God for you, ladies. We love you. I love you. And I'll see y'all Sunday. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't miss our singles and married. Yeah. We have Friday is the. I think the marriage go first and then the singles. You don't want to miss that. I, 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 there, I have some piles of them pull out there. So if you can, please be here you, and, and bring your notepad. You're going to need it. Amen. I love you. <laughs> Invite somebody out. Glory to God.